Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I am Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Remember that this podcast deals with adult themes. So if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. This week, I'm talking about overcoming shame. Dr. Brene Brown is a shame researcher, and one of my favorite quotes of hers is, loving ourselves through the process of owning our story is the bravest thing we'll ever do. Shame is one of the most common issues that clients bring to me as a therapist and as a coach. People come with shame about their desires, about their past sexual experiences. They come with shame about their feelings for others. And some come with shame and they cannot figure out where the shame has come from. We experience shame when we cannot own something we have thought or felt or done or when we cannot own some part of ourselves. Guilt can be appropriate when we've done something we know is wrong and we've harmed ourselves and we've harmed others. It serves the purpose of getting us to look at the wrong and highlighting the wrong so we can make amends and change our behavior. Shame can be toxic. It comes from conditioning via our upbringing, via our cultural group, via the overarching society. The shame doesn't serve a purpose. It keeps us trapped and it makes it impossible for us to live in fullness and live in authenticity. The difference between shame and guilt is like, uh, shame is I am bad or I am wrong or I am stupid. Guilt is my behavior was bad or wrong or my behavior is stupid. When we experience shame, it can last a long time. It hides in our unconscious and we're not necessarily aware of it until it's triggered. Shame does not have to be triggered from external experiences. Our own thoughts can trigger the shame. Toxic shame most often comes from lots of shame experiences we have as we're children. And we internalize these experiences and the shame then spreads. Brene Brown says, shame is the intensely painful feeling that we are unworthy of love and belonging. Dr. Brown goes on to say that shame needs 
three things to grow exponentially in our lives. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. Shame cannot survive being spoken. It cannot survive empathy. So if we want to squash the shame in our lives, we have to speak. We have to be non-judgmental. We have to be open. We have to be authentic. Sadly, many of our cultures, certainly Western culture, encourages shame around sex and sexuality. Many of us grow up ashamed of our bodies, ashamed of any pleasure we can gain from our bodies, ashamed of our desires, and ashamed of our attractions. This starts when we first discover that our bodies can bring us pleasure and our caregivers find us enjoying our bodies. All too often, caregivers shame children for touching themselves. Instead of telling a child that it's wonderful that they're enjoying their body, but it would be better to do so in private, parents often become flustered and angry and ashamed, and then they shame the child. We learn quickly what our parents, family members, and other trusted adults feel is shameful and will internalize that shame. We feel shame when no matter what we try, what we do to modify our desires or attractions, we still experience those attractions. Many religions instill lots of shame around sexual behavior, desire, and attraction. They hand down strict rules about when sex is appropriate, what type of sex is appropriate, and even when and if pleasure is permitted. For example, in Judaism, sexual pleasure is permitted and appropriate when you have sex within marriage. If you have sex outside of marriage, that's considered inappropriate. And if you are part of a religious community and this is discovered, one of the tools people have to punish you is shame. Some people never get past this shame and sex becomes an emotional minefield. They find it impossible to relax and fully enjoy sex. And when they do enjoy sex, they feel ashamed afterwards as well. Some people find it hard to maintain intimate relationships because of their shame. They find it hard to be vulnerable with their partners. Other people find ways to decrease their shame or only experience shame when they engage in certain activities. They make compromises with themselves. Well, I'll let myself do this, but I won't do that. They ask for forgiveness from whatever higher power or God that they pray to. And then they act again or try desperately not to act again. I was raised with lots of shame around sex, sexuality, and desire. As a result, most of my early sexual experiences caused a backlash of shame. And it took me a lot of personal work over many years before I could experience my desires and any sexual activity I engaged in fully, authentically, and without shame. 
my current spiritual beliefs see sex as a sacred act and as an act of worship. Sexual energy is the life energy. Integrating this energy into self, relationships, and daily life is a goal that leads to further spiritual development and enlightenment. The process to get from shame-based sexuality to authentic sexuality without shame can be a long one, but the rewards are incredible. How do you overcome shame? To do so, you must be willing to be vulnerable, to feel your emotions in full, and to walk through them. Start by grabbing a pen and a notebook or an iPad or your phone or your laptop, wherever you can take notes and dedicate a section of the iPad, the notebook, the phone to this practice, the practice of feeling your emotions in full, walking through them and integrating them. Journaling is a good way to pay attention to these feelings. Hence my suggestion to make a practice about writing about your feelings. To move past shame, you must be willing to change the way that you are thinking. When shame is triggered, you can replace these thoughts with accepting thoughts. To do this, you must pay attention to your triggers, your thoughts, and your feelings. This is a practice, and it takes time. The more you do it, the better you will become at it until positive and accepting thoughts will be second nature rather than the negative and shaming ones. For some people, it is easier to note thoughts than feelings. For others, it's easier to note triggers for feelings and more difficult to look at the thoughts. Wherever you start in this process, it is important to note all three, triggers, thoughts, feelings, and often to note a fourth column, behavior. So you can look at the thoughts you're having, the, the feelings you're having, the triggers for these thoughts and feelings, and then also look at the behavior that comes about as a result of those things. Because you can work on this from any one of those vantage points. If you start with triggers, for example, once you've achieved some success at recognizing them, move on to trying to identify the source of the shame. So is it a thought that triggers feelings of being unworthy and bad? Is it an action? Is it something someone else has said or done? Then you need to look carefully at the thought or the action or the desire and say, is this against my own principles? Because if it is, you need to think about whether the shame is actually guilt and whether you should be looking at modifying your behavior. For example, if non-monogamy is against someone's principles and they're in a monogamous relationship 
and they have a relationship with someone else, the feeling is likely to be guilt, not shame, because it goes against their principles. And then they need to look at, should they be modifying this behavior? If it isn't something that goes against your principles, you can recognize that this is shame, and this shame is not based in reality. The next step is to clearly express the shame and all the secrets unexpressed and hidden thoughts and feelings that the shame covers up. Shame thrives in the dark. So if you shine the light of your sustained non-judgmental attention on the shame, the shame will dissipate. It will turn to a mist and float away. This can be difficult to do on your own. If you have a safe person to talk to, the next step is to express these things to someone who's willing to listen without judgment and someone who will not acknowledge you and acknowledge all that you're saying. A safe person is someone who won't judge you, who won't interpret what you're saying, who will prioritize the time and the space to listen to you and will hold this space for you for as long as you need it. They will listen with empathy and their goal in doing so is to support you. If you don't have someone in your life who is safe to work on these things with, you might consider a therapist, a counselor, or a coach, as it's really difficult to fully explore shame and get rid of it all on your own. Once you've exposed these secrets and hidden thoughts and desires to the light of day, focus on how you're feeling. If you're feeling lighter and more positive, then you know you've probably just overcome an area of shame. If you remain uncertain or upset, it's likely that some part of this remains unexplored or that there are other connected feelings, thoughts, or events that have been triggered by looking at the current material and have not yet been explored. If one of those incidents, thoughts, or feelings comes clearly to mind, you can give voice to it just as you did with the last secret that you brought from the shadow to the light. When you're feeling lighter or better in some way, it's a good place to stop. Make it a point to get out of your head when you reach that good place to stop. Go for a walk and notice the beauty around you. Listen to some music. Watch a movie. Enjoy something delicious to eat. Take your attention from your thoughts and bring it to your feelings, your senses, and the world around you. When you've examined and expressed these desires and gotten rid of the shame connected to them, the next step is to decide if you wish to experience them. Once you've eliminated toxic shame around a desire or a fantasy, you may find that the drive to have the experience increases. So then you need to, to make a clear and conscious decision as to what you want to do. Jana had a fantasy about having sex with two men at the same time. She had this fantasy for as long as she could remember, but she'd never told anyone about it. And this is because it caused her really intense shame. 
She could hear her mother saying that girls who enjoy sex are sluts and that sex was only for reproduction and pleasing your husband. Janice started seeing a sex coach to help her to move past her shame about her sexual desires. After working directly on her shame, she was finally able to talk about this fantasy with her sex coach. Talking about the fantasy no longer made Jana feel ashamed, and now she felt excited when talking about the desire. Jana now had the courage to talk with her husband about the fantasy. She was initially worried about how he would react, but she felt reassured when she saw his response to some erotica that contained stories about group sex and specifically about two men sharing a woman. One night, Jana sat, sat her husband down and told him all about her fantasy of having sex with two men at once. George listened, and as Jana talked, he became more and more excited. He found the idea so excited that he grabbed her and silenced her by kissing her very intensely. And they continued kissing and progressed to having passionate sex on the living room floor. Jana and George talked more later that night, and George suggested that they start to look for a man to join them and fulfill Jana's fantasy. Excitement had now completely replaced shame. Paul had fantasized about being spanked since he was a teenager. He wasn't sure why this fantasy caused him to feel shame, but he was aware that it did. It was his most powerful fantasy, but every time he thought about it, the shame was so intense that he felt as though he were going to cry. Paul and his boyfriend went to a birthday party for a friend, and the birthday boy got a spanking at the party. Michael noticed Paul's reaction to the spanking and how turned on he was. But when he brought it up to Paul, Paul shut the conversation down immediately. Michael asked Paul to come to a coaching session with him to talk about their sexual fantasies so they could learn to communicate better. During the session, Paul finally talked about the shame he felt when he had these desires. When it was clear that Michael was not only not disgusted by him, but was very turned on by him, the shame began to lift. After some further work on their communication, they were able to agree to enact this fantasy and both reported having a great time. Ridding yourself of shame does not mean that you will choose to enact desires or fantasies that triggered the shame in the first place. However, once you've rid yourself of the shame, you will be able to make a choice. Being bold, being honest, being authentic are skills. The more that you practice, the more likely they'll become strong skills and develop into positive habits. If you're not able to get rid of the shame by working on your own, or if the shame keeps returning, you are likely to experience better results if you work with a sex therapist or a sex coach. Choose a therapist if you have a lot of issues in your past and you know that you'll need to examine these in depth. Choose a coach if your focus is primarily on clearing up feelings and thoughts, learning new skills, becoming comfortable in the present, and in planning for the future. Thanks for joining me for Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Please write to me with suggestions for the show or questions you want answered at drbisby at the-intimacy-coach.com. That's D-R-B-I-S-B-E-Y 
at the-intimacy-coach.com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Do check out my YouTube channel as well. For a free 30-minute strategy session with me, go to https colon forward slash forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com forward slash and click on the button that says click here on my contact page. That will take you directly into my scheduling program. Please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher if you enjoyed the show. I look forward to seeing you all next week and thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics, sexy, sensual, and intimate. Thanks for listening.